0: amen well good
1: evening everybody man these are the brave people that came back tonight for round two thank y'all welcome back to steel Toe Sunday night Uh, we're glad that you're here Uh, man I love y'all I so appreciate you allowing me to share my heart and and preach just as hard as I know how to Uh, the Holy Spirit's here Uh, he's here to minister to our every need Uh, He's here to speak to us through the word tonight and uh, God can accomplish his good and perfect will and all that he has for us We want to pause before we start tonight our worship team is going to come and we want to take a moment and receive an offering Uh, Ushers you guys come on please prepare yourselves if you guys want to stand together uh, That'd be perfect just right and in order We want to pray I'm excited about tonight Whenever I get a word that I know is from the Holy Spirit specifically for a place and a time and a people, man, it, it, it sets a fire inside of me and uh, an anticipation to watch what God's going to do. And so uh, we're going to believe God for amazing things tonight. Amen and amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for this opportunity together to prepare our hearts for it. And Lord, thank you for the opportunity to give. Lord, we are a part of the building up of the kingdom when we give into the kingdom. We ask you, Lord God, right now to take this gift, to bless it, to use it for your glory, for your honor, for your praise, for your namesake. God, we're not here to build up a church. We're here to build up the kingdom of heaven. Lord, be glorified and be praised in it all. And we give you the thanks in Jesus' amazing name. Amen and amen. Come on, let's worship the Lord.
2: Before me, you are here. For I know you'll never leave me. Your love surrounds me, I will fear. And when I'm broken, Thank you?
1: He inhabits our praises. He inhabits our praises. He walks on top of our praises. Man, I want to give him something to inhabit tonight, don't you? Come on, would you lift your voice all around this room and just from your own heart and in your own word, can you lift your voice and begin to praise our God? Father, Lord, you're amazing. You're an omnipotent God. You're an omnipresent God. You're an omniscient God. You're you're amazing God you love us with an unfailing unrelenting unending love God you're so mighty and precious and holy and righteous God we're we're not here about ourselves we're not here to build a church we're we're not here about a person or an individual We're, we're here about the king of kings and the lord of lords we gather to glorify you and you alone you're so precious to us oh father you're so good almighty God Oh, we love you tonight, Lord. Oh, we love you, Lord. Thank you that you inhabit our praises. Thank you that you're with us where two or three are gathered. Thank you, Lord, that you're here to to minister and to move and to show compassion and mercy. Lord, we love you. God, we praise you.
2: Thank you.
0: children, do you hear my voice? Are you listening for me, or are you letting the world and its turmoil and its strife and its chaos move in on your ears and block me out? When I speak through my servants, when I speak through those that will allow me to use them, when I speak to you, it is for your good. It is for what is best for you in your life. It is to warn you. It is to encourage you. It is to strengthen you. But you must keep my words in your heart. I cannot and I will not make you remember what I have said. My servant David said, I will hide the words of the Lord in my heart, that I might not sin against him. He knew something that my children need to understand. It is your responsibility to take what you hear, whether it is preached, whether it is taught, whether you read it from my word for yourself, it is up to you to hide that in your own heart. For that is what makes you strong. It's not your own abilities. It's not your own strengths. It's not your own uh, uh, talents that you have. It's my word. What does my word say about itself? That it is sharp and powerful, more powerful than any two-edged sword. It divides between soul and spirit, between bone and marrow. It is more surgical than the finest surgical instruments in any hospital in this world, It knows the thoughts and the intents of your heart and will expose them whether they be good or whether they be against me. So I tell you, take what I give you. Take what you read. Take it to heart. Allow it to be embedded in your spirit that you will be rooted and grounded in me and in the faith that you have in me. Then you will say to this mountain, Be removed and cast into the sea, and it will be done, because my words abide in you. And if my words abide in you, then you know that I also abide in you. So let the words of your mouth be what I have already spoken, what I have already caused to be written. And live by them. Walk by them. Walk in faith by them. And you will see the power that is available to every child of God that I love and care for more deeply than you might even realize. For I want. And I have designed my church to be a powerful force against Satan and all of his attacks, and all of his desires, and all of his tactics, and all of his weapons. Does not my word tell you that no weapon formed against you shall prosper? That is my word, it stands for time and eternity. It will not change and it will not diminish in what I have sent it to do. Just be strong. As I told Joshua, be strong and very courageous and do what I have commanded you. And just as Joshua led the children of Israel into the promised land, he led them and was successful because he followed my word. Yes. Yes. Be you doers of the same, for I am your God.
2: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on.
1: Just lift your hearts and your hands and begin to love on Him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord, for speaking directly to our hearts and our minds and our spirits. Thank you, Lord God, for confirmation of who you are. Thank you, God, for confirmation of your word The inspired word that you bring to us, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for your mercy. God, thank you for your blessing. God, thank you for your provision. Merciful, mighty, amazing, amazing God. Hallelujah. Praise be unto your name. Thank the Lord. He's an almighty God, church. He's worthy of all of our praise. I know you're crazy in love with him tonight, just as I am. Come on, can you give him a hand clap of worship one more time? Thank the Lord. Why don't you turn and greet someone nearby and let them know you love them, you're glad to see them tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's a healer, church. He is a healer. I love him tonight. I, I'm sure grateful for his healing power. I want to get into the word of the Lord here in just a moment, but I, I feel a stirring to, to have a special word of prayer uh, tonight. Um, Sister Vonda shared with me right before I came up. Is it Monday, Vonda, is that what you told me? Wednesday? Wednesday Wednesday of this coming week. Um, For for many of you, you know our our prayer list we put out every week. Uh, There's been a young man's name that's been on there for quite some time. I don't know, how many months has it been, Julie? October. It was since October the 4th. Um, We've been praying for a young man by the name of Garen. Uh, I know many of you have lifted up Garen's name uh, to the Lord and, and have been praying for him. Um, he, he's been in the hospital uh, this entire time since October the 4th. He's been, he's been in the hospital, he's been in very serious condition this entire time. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I, I, I can't share just a whole lot of details, there's a whole lot of things that we just can't talk about right now, um, but I can tell you he was involved in a very serious accident and uh, to the degree of the accident that he endured, uh, they actually had to go in and remove a part of his skull. Um, this accident was so severe. Well, Wednesday of this week, the doctors are going in to put that back in place. And uh, so what I'd, I'd ask us to do as a family, what I'd, I, I know many of you have been praying for him every day, uh, just as I have. And what I'd ask us to do tonight is, is focus our attention and focus our prayer tonight as we go to the Lord uh, in His Word for Garen, uh, to lift him up to the Lord and just believe God to, to touch him, to, uh, to minister healing unto his body. And uh, so right there where you're at tonight, uh, why don't you just lift your hearts and your voices and let's just begin to pray for, for, for Garen and ask God to touch him. Father, Lord, we, we come before you right now on behalf of Garin. Lord, we would ask that you would intervene on his behalf. Uh, God, I, I pray for the surgeons. I pray, Lord, that you'd give them wisdom and discernment and understanding. God, lead and guide their hands. I I pray for the anesthesia that He's going to to be placed under. I pray, God, that it has no uh, bad side effects upon Him, that, that, God, He wakes up from the anesthesia easily. Uh, Lord God, I pray through this process that, that he regain another step towards uh, being brought back to being made whole. God, I know your hand has been with him. God, he is a, a living testimony of a miracle. God, you have, have performed miracle after miracle after miracle in Garin's body and in Garen's life. And, and Lord, I believe that this coming Wednesday is just going to be another step in that process. God, be with him every step of the way. Lord, we speak encouragement over his family. We speak encouragement over those closest to him tonight. And God, we ask right now that, that that you would just bless and you would protect and you'd provide. Now, Lord God, we pray for our services tonight. May they glorify and honor you. And God, may everything that's done and spoken, God, may it all be for your glory and all be for your praise. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give the Lord another hand clap if you wouldn't mind, please. Thank you again for being in the house of the Lord How many are thankful tonight for our Lord and Savior Jesus? I love my Jesus. He came and He lived and He died and He set an example for us all to follow. How many think Jesus is the standard bearer? Jesus is the example. He's the standard by by which we're supposed to live our life. He, He lived a life that was without sin and He made a way that we could do the same. How many want to live a life without sin through Jesus tonight? Uh, he was kind, he was compassionate, he was a healer, he was a proclaimer of the word, he was a, a, a teacher, a preacher, a, a healer, he was a minister of the, the, the love of Almighty God. And, and I believe with all my heart that, that one of the, the things that set Jesus apart from so many people of the day was this, Jesus was a positive person. Nobody can tell me anything different. Jesus was very positive Uh, in comparison to the the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Listen, uh, they were all about the law and they were always breathing down your neck about the law and you've got to do this and you've got to do that and you've got to do this and you've got to do that and here's the laundry list of things that if you don't jump through these hoops and there's no way that you'll ever make heaven. Jesus came and just shared the love of God in a very positive way, and it changed the entire world. How many understand, because Jesus was such a positive person, it changed the world as we know it today, right? The world has been transformed because of the positivity of Jesus Christ. And how many will understand also tonight in like manner that that we have the opportunity every day, an impact is either made on our lives or we're making an impact on somebody else's life uh, by, by just the words that we speak over them and into them. By the contact we make with people, we have an influence and we have an impact, just like Jesus had an influence and an impact on the world. How I many you are with me tonight? I had to pick up pace. We've got a long ways to go and a short time to get there, so hop on board. Here we go. Uh, amen. Jesus was a positive person and because of the positive influence that Jesus had, he made an impact on the entire world. And every day we have the opportunity to either have an impact made on our lives or to make an impact on somebody else's lives. Either by our positivity or by our negativity, we're making an impact. Uh, And listen, I believe it's so important to be a positive person and to make a positive impact on the lives we come into contact with. How many of you are believing that tonight? Uh, I believe it's important to be a positive person. Poke your neighbor and tell them, you need to be a positive person. Poke the neighbor on the other side and tell them, I'm pretty positive, you need to be a positive person too. (laughs) See, positive people will have a positive impact. And negative people will have a negative impact. How many think it's a whole lot better to have a positive impact than to have a negative impact? I believe the life we live and the touch we place on other people's lives have a lasting impression, have a lasting impact on the people that we come into contact with. A person who's positive will be a light that lights up the room. While a person who's negative will be gloom, doom, despair, and agony on me. Boy, I got you all trained. Glory to God. A person who's positive will be a joy to be around and you look forward to being around them. On the flip side of that coin, a person who's negative is, is a person that you try to avoid if at all humanly possible. The sad truth is in the world we're living in today, there's a lot of negativity. Are you here tonight? I, I, I know I said it was still till Sunday, but the, the hard preaching had not even started yet, so hang on, okay? In the world we live in, there's a lot of negativity that's floating around in our society. There's a lot of negativity floating around in the world. People who never have anything good to say, but always have something bad to say. Quit poking one another. The glass is always half empty, never half full. If the sun is shining outside, well, it's just too bright or it's just too hot. If the rain's coming down, well, it's just too wet. I, I wished it would just stop raining altogether. If it's, if it's snowing outside, well, it's just too cold. I wished it was summertime and 116 degrees again. Some people are never happy no matter their situation or their circumstance. And it flows out of them. That negative influence that's inside of them flows out of them. And it's seen on the outside. Listen, friend, it's bad enough when it comes from the world and the society we live in. But it's even worse when it comes from a Christian. It's even worse when it comes from a believer. I really don't think some folks quite understand just how much control the enemy has over them. See, it's a, the, the enemy of our soul who, who creates this sense of negativity about us. It's the enemy of our soul who wants us to portray and live and set forth this persona, if you will, of negativity. He wants us to exude negativity and never have any positive thing flowing off of us. And again, it's one thing when it comes from the world. It's one thing when it comes from a non-believer. But when it comes from a Christian, friend, it's horrible. And ultimately our responsibility is to recreate other Christians. To get saved, to stay saved, and to build up the kingdom of heaven. If that's not the bottom line, we're wasting our time. We're spinning our wheels. It's all about building up souls. It's all about drawing people to the foot of the cross. It's all about introducing them to the Savior of the soul. And the fact of the matter is negativity will do more to drive people away from the church than it will to draw people to the church. I believe with all my heart that in the world today, there's a great need for people to come into contact with a Savior. And I also believe that there's a great need in the world today for people to have a a positive spirit about them, a positive attitude about them. There's a need in our society today for positive people that will make a positive impact that will build the kingdom of heaven. How many of you agree with that tonight? That's where I'm going. Find your Bibles if you would, please. I want to talk to you tonight about this incredible need for positive people in our world. Thank you again for being here. Visitors, I I normally step on toes, and so if you're into that kind of thing, come back. (laughs) Brother Steve walked in tonight limping when he walked in the door. So what have you done? He said, my toes are still sore from this morning. He said, you're going to have to step on this other foot tonight to even me out. He's planning on being in a wheelchair tomorrow when he goes to work. Just kind of. I'm so thankful for the truth of the word. Amen. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, and the word of the Lord says this. Finally, brethren, he's talking to the church. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, and whatever things are lovely. Whatever things are of a good report, and if there's anything that's praiseworthy, uh, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on or think on these things. The things which you've learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Let's pray. Father, thank you tonight for your word. God, thank you tonight for, for a spirit of positivity that's rising up within us. God, thank you for, for, the, for the work that you're doing right now around this room. And, and God, for the glory that, that you're going to pour out amongst us. God, uh, open our hearts and Holy Spirit, come and minister straight to them. God, we give you all the praise and God, we give you all the glory. In the mighty anointed name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, let's give the Lord another hand clap if you wouldn't mind tonight, please. I'm so thankful again for the truth of the Word of God. That The Word of God is what we need more of and, and not less of. There's so many places today and there's so many institutions today that declare themselves as church that will will briefly touch on a passage of Scripture and then spend the next 30 minutes telling you what a humdinger the church is and and how good the pastor is and, and how good every ministry is. Listen, we have an incredible church. We have incredible ministries going on. Why? Not because they focus on self, but because we focus on the Word of Almighty God. Our children's ministry preaches and teaches the truth of the Word of God. Our youth ministry teaches and preaches the truth of the Word of God. Our senior adult ministry preaches and teaches the truth of the Word of God. Our young adult ministry preaches and teaches the truth of the Word of God. Why? Because the Word of God is what the world is in need of today. We need more Jesus and less world today. I believe with all my heart that, that what we're after is building up the kingdom of heaven and not tearing it down. I believe we're after building up the kingdom of heaven and not tearing it down. I believe that we can do exactly that when we'll remove the negativity from our midst and we'll replace it with something positive. What we need in the church today and what the world is so desperately in need of are positive people. People who can see the good and not the bad. People who will speak the good and not the bad. Come on, we need more good news and less bad news. The truth though is that negativity within the confines of a church is a cancer. Do you understand? We are the body of Christ. And if there's negativity amongst us, if there's negativity that's bred, if there's negativity that's that's fuming and going forward, it's a cancer in the body of Christ. And if cancer's left undealt with long enough, it will destroy a body. But I believe in the radiation of the Holy Spirit of Almighty God. And I believe the Holy Spirit can speak directly to our hearts and negativity can be removed. The cancer of negativity can be gone. Here's my disclaimer. I told Sister Vonda I was putting this in there she, again. She told me not to, but the Holy Ghost said go ahead. My disclaimer tonight is this. From the, the time I began to serve God faithfully and the time I began to serve God fervently, one of the things that I've had to learn over and over and over and over and over again is if something the preacher said or or, or something a missionary said or, or, or something one of the associate staff had to say when they were ministering stepped on my toes, then chances were more likely than not that it was something that I needed corrected in my life. I'm going to leave that right there. I know that many of us here tonight enjoy football. How many football fans are there? Now, I know we can't all agree on the same team. Not all of you are saved or sanctified. (laughs) We can't always agree on the same football team. But I think one thing we would agree on when it comes to that football team is there's no football coach that's worth his grain of salt that would walk into the locker room and say, Okay, guys, let's get out there tonight and let's lose like the best of them. No. No. There's no football coach that's going to walk into the locker room and say, okay, here's the deal tonight. Uh, we're playing a team that's a whole lot better than us. They're a whole lot bigger than us. And so get out there and lose to dig- dig with dignity. Get the ball to Danielle. <laughs> when our oldest daughter, Jamie, was in, in high school, she played basketball. She was scrawny. She was little. But, but she, she had one of these, if you know what I mean. She'd... They'd put her down low in the low post, and she might not have been very big, but they'd put her on the biggest Amazon on the floor, and she'd take that Backside. backside. Thank you, sweetheart. That's the appropriate word. She'd take that backside, and she'd start to push that girl as far as she possibly could. She'd get down low, and she could move that girl wherever she wanted her to go on the floor, and her mama and her daddy were sitting up in the stands going, Share the love, baby! Take her out if you can, sweetheart. (laughs) But before they'd walk on the floor, they had a coach their junior year, they had a coach their senior year that would tell them before they ever walked on the floor. Now, we've only got one good player. Her name's Danielle. And you do everything in your power to make sure that Danielle gets the ball. None of the rest of you can shoot. None of the rest of you can dribble. None of the rest of you are very good at all. But if you'll just get the ball to Danielle. It just so happened that Danielle's daddy was the athletic director for the school system, but that didn't mean anything, you know. And so before those little girls would ever walk out on the court to go play basketball, they were already defeated before they ever stepped on the court. Can I tell you that many times we defeat ourselves before we ever walk out of the door of the house? Because we've always already destroyed ourselves. We've, we've already allowed the negativity to, to get a hold of us. We've already allowed the negativity to set in on us. Listen, there's no way that, that any coach in their right mind would ever tell their team they're going to lose. And there's no way that we as Christians ought to be telling one another, Oh, just go ahead and throw in the towel. It's over with. We're going to lose. Amen. In fact, the Word of the Lord says we're supposed to do exactly the opposite. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11 says that we're supposed to encourage one another and build each other up uh, just as in fact you're doing. We need to continue to build one another up. We need to tell one another how good we are. We need to tell one another that we can make it. We need to tell one another that th- there's positive things going on in our lives and in our world today. Because if we feed on the world long enough, if we listen to the negativity long enough, it's going to get a hold of us and we'll walk out on the floor and we'll be trying to pass the ball off to somebody that's we've been told can shoot. There's a huge need in our world today and there's a huge need in the church today for positive people. So how do we feel that need for positive people? Well, the very first thing that the book of Philippians points out to us tonight is this. We need to think positive thoughts. Think positive thoughts. Look at verse 8. Verse 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Thank God tonight for a positive mindset. Thank God tonight for a positive mind. The the Word of the Lord here says to to meditate on or to think on these things. To meditate on is to think on things continually. To to meditate on is to think on things or, or to dwell on those things. That's the definition in the dictionary. To think on positive thoughts is to have a mind that overflows with optimism. Wow. The reality is is that sometimes the things that come in, we have no control over. Are you here? Did you go to sleep? Sometimes the things that come in our mind, we can't control. You can't control what's on the television set when you walk in the room. You can turn it off when you get there, but if it's already playing when you walk in the door, there's not much you can do about it. And when you look at all the negative things that are going on in the world today, you you hear those negative things and and they come and, and they try to take up residence within your mind, right? The things that come through the radio, the things that come through the computer, the things you read on Facebook, many times are not positive but negative. We can't control the things that try to come into our minds, but we can control how we respond to them and how long we dwell on them and how long we meditate upon them. The old preacher man said it like this, you can't control the birds that fly over the barn, but you can stop them from building a nest. I can't control the thoughts that try to come into my mind, but I can stop them from building a nest. I can stop them from from lodging in the peanut butter in my brain. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says that we're supposed to cast down every argument and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Uh, come on, to bring those thoughts into captivity is what the Word of the Lord said. Listen, don't let them just float around. Don't dwell on it. Don't meditate on it. Don't think about it continually, but allow the Holy Spirit to bring that thought under the captivity of the truth of the Word of Almighty God. Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 says this. It says we're supposed to set our mind on things that are above, not on the things of the earth. How many know if we're thinking about things in heaven, we're not going to be thinking about all the trouble going on in the world today? If we're thinking about the goodness of God, we're not going to be thinking about all the problems going on in the world today. We'll be having positive thoughts if our things are on, on heaven and not on things that are on the planet earth. Sometimes... Just overloading our mind with negativity and not positivity. The cares of this world, the concerns, the, the economy, the <laughs> inflation rate, the, co- the cost of gasoline. You know, I heard they're, they're predicting that if, if, if Russia does actually go to war with the Ukraine, that, that the cost of gasoline is going to go over $4 a gallon to, to stop at the pump. Now, we can look at that in one of two ways. We can either go, oh, my Lord, or we can go, oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord, Amen. Oh my Lord how am I going to pay for my gas? Oh, my Lord, my wife's going to have to go back to work, brother aunt. <laughs> Carol? <laughs> oh, my Lord, what are we going to do? Or, oh, my Lord, you're the maker of heaven and earth. You own the cattle on a thousand hills and the oil and the gasoline underneath of them. Lord, you'll supply all my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Lord, I'm trusting you right now that if gasoline gets to $10 a gallon, you'll make a way where there seems to be no way. Eventually, if we focus on that negative long enough, it'll lead us alive. Here in in Philippians chapter 4, uh, Paul gives us eight things, one for every day of the week plus one to grow on for that day of the week. He gives us eight things to think about, eight things to meditate on. Number one, he said, think on things that are true. In other words, think about Jesus and the truth of His words that He spoke to us. Number two, he says, think on things that are noble. These are the traits found in our God. How many would agree our God is a noble God? Think on things that are just. That's the Word of God. God's Word is yes and amen. God's Word is filled with promises. And God's Word is full of justice too. Think on things that are pure. That's His healing power. Uh, His His love, His mercy, His grace, His dying on the cross for you and I. Think on things that are lovely. That's the good and not the bad. Think on things that are of a good report. Things like salvation and healing and deliverance and protection and provision. The power and the impartation of the Holy Spirit of God. Think on things that are of virtue. That's the good things of God. And think on things that are praiseworthy. Listen, that's the blessings that come from Almighty God. God, thank you and I pray you for your blessing over my life every day. We spend all our time thinking about how bad things are. And listen, I know uh, many of us struggle with our bodies. Many of us struggle with uh, friends and family members who have problems and issues in their lives. And if we focus on that negative stuff continually, if we focus on how bad things are continually, that's all we can see is how bad things are. But if we'll open our hearts and our spirits up and say, Lord God, uh, this may be this way today, but I thank you, God, it's not always going to be like this. One day I get to go to heaven, and God, when I get there, I'm going to get a brand new body. My legs won't hurt anymore. My back won't hurt anymore. My belly won't be upset anymore. I I won't have a a a clouded memory, but God, all my faculties will work exactly. God, I thank you that it ain't always going to be like it is right now. We need to get our minds off of how bad things are. We need to stop thinking negative thoughts. Stop stinking thinking and start thinking about the positive things in Jesus Christ. How good and how blessed you've got it, friend. The fact of the matter is, there's a lot of people living in a lot of countries around the world that wish they had it as good as you got it tonight. How do we feel the need for positive people? It starts by thinking positive thoughts. Another way we feel the need for positive people is this. Oh, we gotta keep going with it. We gotta start talking some positive words. Book of Psalms, chapter 34, verse 13 says, Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Keep your tongue from keep your tongue from evil. It's kids' church song, sorry. Whatever you gotta do. If you really want to know something about a person, be quiet just for a minute and listen to him talk. Are you here? Uh-huh. If, if you really want to get to know somebody, now some folks don't talk, okay? I, I've, I've known Merle Callis for eight years, I've heard him say ten words in eight years. <laughs> he said more last Sunday night at that Valentine's banquet than I think I've ever heard him say in the entire time I've known him. Now I'm, I'm I'm thankful, you know. God's will was revealed. He's now a board member, but I bet he's an awful quiet board member. Is all I'm thinking, you know. Some people don't talk, so it's kind of hard to figure them out. Well, I wonder what they meant by that. I don't know. They didn't say what they meant by that, so who knows what they mean by that? But if you'll be quiet and listen to somebody talk long enough. You can get past their exterior, you can get past their outside shell, and you can get to the heart of who that person really is because their words will reveal exactly who they are. How many understand that? The words of a positive person will encourage. The the words of a positive person will promote. The the words of a positive person will motivate and inspire. The words of a positive person won't ever tear somebody else down. The words of a positive person will always speak the good and not the evil. Jesus tells us that just by hearing the words that come from a person's mouth, you can know what's inside of their heart. Matthew 12 and 35, Jesus said, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. Jesus said whatever's in your heart's going to come out of your mouth. And so you can know if a person's positive and you can know if a person's negative just by the words that flow out of their mouth. There's a lot of importance on the words we speak. There's power. There's influence. There's there's either a positive influence by the words you speak or a negative influence by the words you speak. I'll never forget a gentleman that... Sister Vaughn and I went to church with many, many years ago at the Coeta Church. He lived a very difficult life. He lived a very hard life. He'd he'd worked most of his entire life as a fireman. And uh, now most of his his lifestyle, most of the the, the illicit living that he had lived most of his life, he he had lived as an alcoholic. And and most of that time he he was a fireman. And now in his older age, his, his illicit living had caught up to him. But now in his senior years, he was a changed man because of Jesus. He gave his life to Jesus Christ. He accepted Him as his personal Lord and Savior. And he'd stand in the foyer of the church. And on Sunday morning, when all the little kids would come in the door, they'd run over to see Brother Oliver because he wasn't just another guy in the church. He was known as the Candy Man. He kept a pocket full of peppermints and a pocket full of uh, candy. All kinds of... I don't know. them. were their things that I don't eat, but anyway. Candy man. Yeah. Many times you'd look at, at Brother Oliver and you'd think, well, he's not feeling good today. Something's going on with him today. He, we soon found out later after, after Brother Oliver passed away, he had some problems with his liver because of things that he had done earlier in his life. Many times he'd come into the church and... You could tell he was in pain. You could tell he wasn't feeling good. But he was still out there amongst them kids passing out candy and loving on them, right? Yeah. I'd go by and I'd shake hands with him and I'd say, Hey, Brother Oliver, how are you today, sir? Man, it's good to see you this morning. How are you? And his response, you know, we've got kind of one of them in our own church. Yeah,
2: blessed and highly favored. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Amen. we got our own one of them. Brother Oliver's response was not blessed and highly favored. But Brother Oliver's response every time was, supernaturally. Man, to know what pain he was in, to know what struggle he was having in his body, to, to know how, how, how he was so sick in his own body, but yet his positive words that flowed out of his mouth were, I am supernaturally. Because of the supernatural touch of Almighty God, I can go forward. Because of the supernatural touch of Almighty God... I'm blessed and highly favored. It didn't matter how he felt or what was going on, his words were still positive. I've used this scripture a lot over the last few weeks, but Proverbs 18 and 21 says that the power of life and death are in our tongue. With our tongue, we either build up, with our tongue, we either bring life, or with our tongue, we bring death. With our tongue, we're either an encourager, or with our tongue, we're either a a discourager. With our tongue we're either positive or with our tongue we're either negative. With our tongue we can build up and with our tongue we can destroy. Listen, our words can bring life because of the work of Jesus Christ and what He's done in our own. The words that flow out of us are an indicator of what's going on inside of us. May it be positive. How do we feel the need for positive people? Well, we got to think some positive thoughts. We got to speak some positive words and Oh yeah, there's that one more you're really going to like. You've got to take some positive actions. Philippians chapter 4 verse 9. In the NIV translation, the word of the Lord says this. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. Paul says put it into practice. Paul says don't just talk about it, do it. Don't just be a hearer of the Word, be a doer of the Word. Don't just, don't just hear the things that I've told you about, but get off your self-righteous indignation and actually get up and go do something. How many have ever heard this saying, if you're not a part of the answer, you're a part of the problem? If you're not a part of the solution, you're a part of the problem, Right? The fact is, we can sit around and talk about and gripe about and be negative about all the problems that are going on all day long. But until we're willing to get up and actually take some positive actions to see them get better, we're not helping anybody. We're making the situation worse. Well, that's good preaching, Pastor. Man, that's hanky-waving stuff right there, dude. I've always been taught that actions speak louder than words. My entire life, I've been told, actions speak louder than words. Don't tell me you love me; show me you love me. Don't don't just say it. Don't just. Uh, I told you last week when we were talking about uh, the love of God and how He's called us to love with that same kind of crazy love with which He's loved us with. Love is one of the easiest words for us to say. It's so flippant, it just flows off of our tongue. It just flows out of our mouth like like water out of a spigot. But the truth of the matter is, when we understand the emphasis behind the word love, we're a lot more cautious about the way we use that word love. And so don't just say you love somebody, but actually show them that you love them. Don't get me wrong. We need to have positive words and we need to have positive thoughts. We need to speak positive things. We need to to allow positive things to flow out of our mouth. We we need to have positive things running through our mind. But listen, if our thoughts and our words are not in alignment with our actions, then all of it's for nothing. We can talk all day long. We can think all day long. But until we actually put it into work, friend, it's not done anything for anybody. We can say we love somebody. We can think about supporting somebody. We can, we, we can think about or talk about encouraging and motivating and inspiring and promoting somebody. But until we actually get behind them and say, listen, I'm here to build you up. I'm here to pick you up. I'm here to help you every step of the way. Then, friend, the only thing we've done is... First John 3 and 18. Little children, don't let us love... When in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. My pastor would say it like this. You talk, talks, but does you walk, walk. Uh Let me break that down more okie for you. I'm so glad y'all are here tonight. (laughs) If I had a congregation of about ten more of you mouthy people, that'd (laughs) be... Baby, I don't want to just tell you that I love you. But I want to show you every day that I love you. I, and I know some, some folks are sitting there going, well, my love's not seen in washing the dishes. Yeah, it is. It sure don't hurt. It sure don't hurt. <laughs> it sure don't hurt. That's right. My love's not seen in, in you vacuuming the floor or... or, or, or doing the, the, the dishes or cooking a meal. That's, that's not the way you really show love. Why not? That's right. If I love her and I care about her enough, then, then I know that she's worked a hard day all day just like I've worked a hard day all day. And so if I can take one thing off of her plate that she has to do, that's a, that's a woman's work. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm preaching to the right place tonight. Woo-hoo! <laughs> I'm meddling now. Come on. What makes it woman's work and what makes it man's work? I will tell you straight up, I don't want her mowing my grass. I asked her to mow the yard for me one time. She mowed down. I bought a whole bunch of little pine trees and planted them in the front yard. She mowed down every pine tree that I put in the front yard. I thought them was weeds. Stay off my lawn mower I think she did it on purpose so she would not ever have to mow again is what the deal was. I don't do the laundry. I put a pair of uh, pink something in with some white something one time or some red something in with some white something one time and it came all out pink, right? That's not part of my love language. I may have done that on purpose so I didn't ever have to do laundry again. Possibly. I'm not sure. We love our youth pastor? Yes, absolutely. Do we love our youth pastor? Yes, absolutely. Do we love our worship pastor? You know our youth pastor needs some help on Wednesday nights. Well I don't know if I need if I love you that much. I'll think positive thoughts for you, brother. I'm gonna speak positive words about you. You're a good man. You're a good looking man, but that's what he says every time he preaches. I'm not convinced yet, but I mean that's I want to continue that ball rolling. We've got an incredible youth pastor. Best best youth pastor I've ever had in 20 plus years of ministry. I love him. I love him, but I want him to know and understand I'm not just gonna verbalize that I love him, but I'm gonna show him I love him. I'm gonna look out for him. I'm gonna encourage him. I'm gonna build him up. I'm gonna promote him. I'm gonna do everything I can to to give him the tools that he needs to work with to to, to reach our generation of children that are coming up behind us. Because if the Lord should tell you, that's the church of tomorrow. Let me ask you a question tonight, and I, I don't expect a response. Can you do more than just say you love somebody? We can say we love our church all day long. We can say we love every ministry all day long. But until we're actually doing something to build this church up, build His church, it's not pastor's church and it's not the staff's church. And and here's a step further, folks. It ain't your church. He said He'd build His church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. He would build His church on a rock. It's His church. It's not your church and it's not my church. And so, if we love our ministries and we love our church, then we ought to be doing everything in our power to fill this thing up. Positive actions make people feel like they're welcome and not an outsider when they walk in the door. You're a visitor here tonight, I want you to know you're loved. And that's more than words coming from behind a pulpit from a preacher. You need to, to walk out of here. Uh, if this is your first time to walk in this church, you need to walk out the door with hand cramps. Yes. Because people have shaken your hand so very much. You need to walk out of here with a crick in your neck because everybody wanted to hug you and love on you and, and make you feel welcome. You need to walk out the door knowing that you're accepted and loved any time you walk in this building, no matter the color of your skin, no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter what your background is, how much you have or how much you don't have, you need to know you're loved and welcomed. Positive actions. Positive actions invite people to come to church. This is a tough question for you, but I want you to consider it nonetheless. When was the last time you asked somebody to come to church? When was the last time you said, Hey, uh, listen, I, I know that, that, that you probably uh, don't attend any place. If somebody goes to church, that's fine. Let them go to church. But if they don't have a church or, or they're not getting taught the Word of God, then invite them to come to a church where they're taught the Word of God. I'll tell you. I have been, (laughs) I'm going to be positive, Lord. I'm struggling right now. Wednesday nights over the last month have been so hard on your pastor. Because I look up around this room and there will be 15 or 20 people here. And say what you want, whether I'm a good preacher or not, but I work just as hard on a Wednesday to prepare the Word of God for you as I do on a Sunday. And I know time change, and it's dark, and I don't like to drive in the dark, and I, I get all that, y'all. I understand. But what an encouragement it would be for you to tell one of your co-workers, hey, won't you come go with me to church tonight? What an encouragement it would be to, to see this place filled up uh, just like it is on a Sunday morning, on a Sunday night. Yeah. Hmm. Positive actions. <laughs> Positive actions. Positive actions are about seeing a need and fulfilling it. Not waiting on somebody else to do it. This morning, my OCD wife, we were getting ready to go into worship, and this polyfill, this snow, it had started to melt right there, and it was kind of running downhill. (laughs) It was kind of hanging off the the front. Some of it had fallen down, kind of like it is over here. Somebody really got into their prayer time over here, heated it up. (laughs) It's been bothering Kathy the whole service, right? It's right there in front of her. Before we ever started worship this morning, she was up there going, put it all back in place. And I said, OCD much? I mean, is that really bothering you that bad? She said, that ain't happening on my watch. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of needs that take place around this place. On a Sunday, locking the doors, turning off the lights, picking up snot rags off the floor. Oh, I ain't touching somebody else's booger rag, Pastor. Well, don't think of it as a booger rag. Think of it as anointing. I'm going to get them all. Go around collecting them things. Positive actions. Positive actions help. Positive actions are involved. Positive actions don't sit back and go, well, somebody else take care of that. Somebody else take care of that. That ain't my job. You don't fight. Those are, those are like a knife to my soul and my spirit. It's not my job. I've actually had staff members tell me before that's not my job. Do you know the greatest thing about that young man in a red shirt? And all the crazy things I've ever asked him to do. He's never looked at me and went, Pastor, I'm the youth pastor. That is, that is beneath me. I am not, not going to do that. That's the way he talks, if y'all didn't know that. Man, we're here tonight, bro. Jason don't care. Chasen, I need you too. Can you, can you change them lights for me? Chasen, I need you too. Can you go take the vans and get the oil changed in them? Chasen, I need you too. Would you do this for me? Sure, Pastor, no problem. When you need it done by. Positive actions help other people. Yeah. Pastor, why would you preach to us tonight about being positive people? Guys, because there's a need in our world. I'm not pointing a finger at nobody in this room tonight. I'm not telling you that you're not a positive person tonight, okay? We are doing great things for the kingdom of heaven. Great things are going on at Lone Grove Assembly of God. We're seeing the kingdom built up and hell beat back. We're seeing the word of God go forward. And and the world behind us, we're seeing God do good stuff. And and none of it would be possible without the involvement of the body. None of it could be possible without everybody pulling their weight and doing their, their thing. So why would you tell us we need to be positive tonight, Pastor? Because a good dose of castor oil every once in a while keeps you from getting sick. Sometimes we need to be reminded ahead of time before we ever have the opportunity to slip off into the negativity. We need to think on positive things. Don't let the bad junk get a hold of you. We need to speak positive words. Don't be a continuation of the negative things that are being spoken. There's enough people on the outside world talking about that wild, crazy Pentecostal, that place where boots and jeans are welcome. I know people are sick of looking at that sign, but I'll be up in town sometimes. I, I was checking out groceries the other day, and a lady said, uh, you're a pastor? I said, Yes, ma'am. She said, What church? And I said, Sloan Grove. It was Lowe's. I was getting my tax exempt for the church for Lowe's. And I, she said, What church is it? And I said, Lone Grove Assembly of God. And she said, Boots and jeans are welcome. <laughs> yes. yes, ma'am. Amen. Yes, ma'am, they are. Do you have any boots or jeans? You're welcome. See, there's enough people out in the world that go, you know, that big church up there on the hill. Full of all them fancy people. (laughs) Did y'all know you are fancy people? We're just about as common as there are. But the God we serve is a fancy God. Don't be a part of the continuation of negative thoughts or negative words. And the way we, we nip it in the bud is by taking positive actions and the lives of the people around us and, and the opportunities that arise when, when, when we see a need we fulfill it both here in our church and outside of the church we, we allow the spirit of positivity to get a hold of us and then be contagious isn't that what Jesus did? He was a positive person and his positive influence had a positive impact on the world in a positive way. I believe as a continuation, as a Christian, as a continuation of Christ within me, that I can be a positive person and have a positive impact and make a positive difference in the world I live in today. I believe you guys can too. Sister Julie, come help your pastor tonight, please. Would you mind to, to stand with me tonight around this room? Such a need for positive people. <laughs> I don't know the folks that maybe you have to work with tomorrow, but I, I, I would just have to believe that not everybody you come into contact with is woo-hoo, positive. But you know what? You can be. You can be the strong one in the relationship. You can be the the influencer, not the influenced. You can make a positive impact in your workplace, in your home, your family. You can be that positive person. Let's bow our heads. Father, thank you tonight for your word. God, thank you for the opportunity to minister it. Lord, I pray around this room tonight that, that your word has gone past our ears and it's taken up residence within our hearts. God, I pray that 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 you would speak directly to us, Lord, about our attitude, about the words, about about whether we're known as a positive person or a negative person. And God, I pray the Holy Spirit begin to work in us and and on us and through us, God, to to transform us and change us. God, every day is a, a work in process where we become less like the world and more like you. God, I want to be positive. I, I, I want to speak positive things. I want to think positive thoughts. I want to take positive actions. God, I, I want this body of believers to be known as a group of positive people to build up the kingdom of heaven together. Lord, that, that your name may be glorified. God, if there be any among us tonight that don't know you as Savior and King, I'm, I'm praying right now, God, break down the walls and the barriers around their hearts and move them and draw them to you. Lord, I thank you and I praise you. Thank you for who you are, Lord. Thank you for what you're about to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Please, with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're in this room tonight, you don't know Jesus. If you're here tonight and you've never entered into a relationship with Him, you've never made Him the Lord over your life. If you're here tonight and you'd say, Pastor, I, I need that positive, life-changing power that Jesus came and brought to come into my life. If that's you, would you lift your hand? I just want to pray with you, friend. Anywhere in this room, Pastor, I need Christ to save my soul. heads and give me your attention just for a minute. Your little brown eyes to my little green eyes. Can I tell you something as your pastor and as your friend? I love you, but we all have room, myself included. We all have room for improvement and being positive. Every one of us. I'm married to Pollyanna. She can find the, the the ray of sunshine on the darkest night when, when the storms are, are blowing the loudest and, and the situation looks hopeless. She always she always can find something positive to say. But even being married to Pollyanna, I can tell you that not every day is sunshine and roses with that woman. There's days when I'm the guy that's got to pick her up out of the mully grubs why god gives you a mate? so that both of you aren't down on the same day if i ever got down on a day and she was down on that same day the world would implode but on the days when i'm down she's up and on the days that she's down i'm up and so we're there to pick one another up and i know beyond a shadow of a doubt guys i need improvement on my positivity I look at stuff and I let it get the best of me sometimes and it drags me down and then when I come behind the pulpit, I end up dragging you down and I'm sorry for that. I don't want to be negative ever. I want our church to be known as a place of positive things going on, a place filled with positive people who speak positive words. But it's up to you. It's up to you. And so here's my encouragement for you tonight. Just ask the Lord to help you. Just ask the Lord, God, help me be more positive. Help me to to think better thoughts. Help me to speak better words. God, help me to do better positive actions instead of the things I've been doing. God, let let me improve. I think that ought to be a prayer for a Christian every day of our lives. God, let me improve. I want to be a better Christian tomorrow than I was today. And I believe being a part of a better Christian is being a positive so I invite you tonight To a time of prayer Come and find a place in the front Make an altar where you're at I really don't care It's entirely up to you and the Lord But please don't go to a place Until you take some time Spend it in prayer Seeking the Lord God bless you as you pray
2: So come and consume me My heart is ready I burn, I burn for you, give me a fresh, fresh fire, give me a fresh, fresh fire, I want what you desire, I want to burn for you, give me a fresh, fresh fire.
1: us with thank you for the the word that you brought before us today thank you Holy Spirit that you were here to to minister to our hearts and our minds and our spirits thank you King Jesus for saving souls Lord we just pray that you'd be with us through this week Lord I pray blessings upon these people I, I pray God a reminder as we go throughout our, our week Lord of the things we've heard and learned here today God, may we do more than just remember it, but God, may we do it. Walk with us, Lord. Bless them. Use them for the glory of your kingdom. And may you be the one who receives all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. God bless you.